media consumers. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm David Shoemaker. We're the hosts of the Ringer's Press Box podcast. Twice a week, we have a free-flowing conversation where two old, old friends talk about media and sports and a little politics. Plus interviews with guests like John Krakauer and Jamel Hill. Funny stuff like the overworked Twitter joke of the week. Join us every Monday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide. A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. With me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at theRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer. Here at the ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Brian H. Waters, you were on the ground at Raw yeah, in was. Baltimore yeah. on Monday yes, night. Uh, tell the people how it was to be at Raw in Baltimore right after Money in the Bank. I want to make this perfectly clear. Dirty, dumb, mysterious booze are as legit yeah. as they come. I love it. And the people love singing Seth Rollins' song. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. Did you participate in the booze and the singing? Uh, of course, I didn't participate in the booze. I'm down That's with right. the Dirty Dawn. Absolutely. But uh, definitely the singing. Uh, shout out to the homie uh, Bob uh, Bob Coach. He got a video of me and my son singing Seth Rollins' oh, song. Wow. While my daughter is just... She, she still hasn't forgiven him for breaking into Edge's house <laughs> almost two years ago now. Wow. So she still does not like Seth Rollins. I said, you know, he's like a good guy now. Right. I don't care. That's wow. what she kept telling me. Um, but yeah, it was a great... Uh, my goodness. I thought, you know, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey were like best friends. 
But what she did to her on the microphone. I love it. She was oh, brutal. She, nah, she, she was, cut real deep. She was, that was a real. It's called speaking facts, y'all. It's just what, that's just what facts <laughs> sound like sometimes. I know. Yeah. It was actually kind of kind of finger snaps. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when Shayna was spitting bars. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> no lies detected, Shayna. Good job. Good job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but man, that's, that's great that you had a great time out there. We're about to have a great time on this show because we got some things to talk about. And let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you all know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, we're getting real spicy on this July 5th edition of Wednesday Worldwide. Kevin Nash says, LA Knight is a, quote, absolute ripoff of The Rock, end quote. Cal, I'm going to throw it to you because you're laughing the hardest. <laughs> well, uh, what is your <laughs> what is your reaction to Big Sexy's take here? Well, it's funny. Like, it's it's funny because either people are head over heels for L.A. Knight or it's uh, this guy looks like somebody else. If it's not The Rock, it's Cena or whoever, the, whatever the case may be, which I mean, sure. I, I was I was reading one article about it and they were thinking that uh, Nash may have been a little uh lit before uh, yeah. Prince records, so they don't know you know uh, how serious he was taking this but I think there's a lot of greats I mean hell Nature Boy Ric Flair Jackson Swagger Superstar Billy Graham jacked a couple of people Swaggers I mean you know it's uh, it is what it is and I mean you know people would jack you know pro wrestling so I'm not mad at it um, it's just it's interesting to me to hear people not everyone is uh so hype on uh, LA night because uh, I'm kind of just like whatever with him. sorry it's, Brian <laughs> are you offended do you agree where do you stand on Kevin Nash's take uh is you know Kevin Nash loves the business so that is true I think sometimes he says things that will generate a reaction. And to do exactly what we're doing. We're talking. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't agree. I don't think yeah. he's um, a ripoff of The Rock. But I can understand why people say that. I've even heard some people say he's The Rock and Stone Cold wrapped in one. Right. I don't see all that. I just see L.A. Knight as L.A. Knight. And maybe I'm not on the train that's like, oh, he should have won money in the bank. Let's crown him as champion right now. I don't subscribe to that, but I do like the trajectory in which he is going. Yeah, and I mean, for context, and, and people should read the full article too, there's there's some people who are saying that Nash is being a little facetious when he kind of t- ha- drops these hot takes. Yeah. You know? And is, is again, trying to elicit a reaction from marks like us. Right, uh, right. And, and again, it's, it's working because... It, if in this article specifically, uh, there there's links to other things that he's said mm-hmm. <laughs> that have generated very similar yeah. uh, reactions. So, but on the LA Night thing specifically, I mean, I, Dave, Dave talked about this a little bit on Monday's show, where you know, LA Night in some ways is kind of a combination of all like, a lot of our favorite wrestlers, right? right? Um, or there's just certain pieces that it seems like, oh, he took this from The Rock, let's say. Let's see, he took this piece from Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's I, I'm kind of more on the Brian side of this, where it's he's just always been L.A. Knight 
to me, right? Uh, yeah. Or, or Ma- <laughs> I tried to uh, erase the Max Dupree part of his uh, his, hey. his run here hey. out of the uh, try to matrix that, or sorry, not matrix, <laughs> Men in Black that right out of my head. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I think he's Elliot feels his own separate entity to me, um, and, and it's because. I don't know. To be a ripoff of The Rock, he'd have to be doing a facial expression. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, a little eyebrow. And, there, there's there's a lot that's not there that's Rock-esque, yeah. Right. So to be an absolute ripoff, uh, it seems a little bit harsh. And I, just, I don't know. It's, it's bec- Is it because he has a, you know, a catchphrase that right now is just white hot? I, I, maybe I, yeah but, yeah, yeah. I, I think part of it i think that's part of it i mean it's because stuff like that is throwback you know walking out is so fine you know we've talked about it on this podcast and hear people yeah on that like 30 or 40 minute trek right. out of that stadium it's mm-hmm. it's there's not too many if it's not that it's singing seth seth rollins music i don't know what other phrases right now are really over like that so uh maybe it's because it feels like 20 plus years ago i don't know Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, but I feel like that's just that should be more credit to LA Knight than anything, right? You know right, what I mean, right? Then because I, 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 again, I can't. You're right, Cal. Like I can't think of any other catchphrase that's really, really over like that. Suplex City. Uh, eh. That's more of a chant, right? Exactly. Like there's not really a a what or yeah, something like that exactly. that people yes. just like. Got this is on yes levels. Exactly. Almost. Right. This, exactly. This is on yes levels, and the, they can't yeah. even really do yes, to, yes, chance. Anymore. It was weird. Mm-hmm. You know P- what I mean? Piece of Dan, piece of Brian Danielson during uh, he was doing yeses during uh the Okada match, and it was it was mm-hmm. I was happy to see it. I, I almost put my yes shirt back on, and then I saw what happened to his arm, and I felt bad. Felt bad. Anyway, <laughs> get well soon, <laughs> Mr. Danielson. Get well soon, Brian Danielson. Next up. On High Spot Headlines, a, quote, high-ranking person, end quote, in WWE creative felt trepidation about Roman Reigns being pinned. I'm going to throw this right to Brian H. Waters because he still is not recovered from Saturday's (laughs) events. Brian, what did you feel when Roman Reigns ate the pin to Jey Uso? Man, you know, this is (laughs) the moment. how sad this guy is. And, um, you know, my child thought it was funny. <laughs> That's- Thank God he's not on Twitter or Instagram. Now I might have to check his TikTok because he thought it was funny to capture a video of me just being legit shocked. Wow. That it was wrong. And, yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> but if I take out the kayfabe of it all, <laughs> I thought it was perfect. I thought, considering the way this story has gone... We get to see him go to a new level. We know that there will be a trial mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. Um, we get to see a preview of what Roman is going to be like if that day ever comes in which he loses the championships. Right. Because if he, he was crying if, over this. If. Yeah. Big if. if. <laughs> it's a big if. Yeah. You know, because if he was the, the reaction videos of him by the ring going crazy. Oh, that was amazing. 
if that's a preview, oh my goodness, I don't even know. I, I think I might want to go like hide somewhere because he gonna be on a menace. And everybody who had something bad to say about the tribal chief will pay. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and, and, uh, but you know, I think um, you know, if there was, I think it was, it was the right move. I, I liked it. It felt real, like every emotion. It felt real, and let's be real. I, I've never seen Jay Uso as being the guy to beat him for the championships just because of what comes after that. So him winning the match and getting a pin, I love it. Yeah, this might have been, you know, a big, big moment, or the big moment for Jey Uso, Mm -hmm. I should say. Cal, are you in the camp that, because I've seen this side of it, you know, the discussion anyway, that Roman shouldn't have eaten the pin until he lost the title. Because I think when we were all fantasy booking this match, specifically the main event for Money in the Bank, if the Usos were to win, I think we all thought Solo was going to eat that pin. So do you think that Roman should have been pinned only when he lost the title? No, I see. This is the thing. Like, while I could could see Roman Reigns Roman reigning for, you know, another five years if they wanted to. If he can perform at the level he's performing at now, on promos, in the main event, as long as they can have the talent to go against him or to sustain it, I'm fine with it. But if, and, and this this is the key, because remember, there, there were some people, there's been people that say in this storyline don't even need the titles. But right now, we're lining up and we're talking about main event Jey Uso getting the title like it's this is not like stop with the the bloodline civil war is over we're going to get the trial of roman reigns but this is about to be the main event so we have to focus on that i think it's okay for the champion to get pinned in the tag match just i mean just like it was okay that we only got to see hulk hogan at the, the saturday night's main events or whatever it's like we you, you don't get to see the thing happen all the time. And when you get to see it, it's also not, doesn't need to be the most detrimental thing that goes on. And let's be clear of him getting pinned in a tag match in the bloodline civil war does not equal Roman reigns losing in a singles sure. match, which I think is the greater thing. You know what I'm saying? Like for this storyline, that's one thing, but also for this storyline. And again, like I said earlier, we're going to get to the title. So we have to figure out what's going to be that pairing. I'm assuming it's main, main event Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. But uh, what better way to set that up than to have somebody pin the tribal chief? Like, I don't I don't see it as a problem, but I can understand why people would uh, want to keep Roman as uh, unbeaten as possible. But you got, it It all happened. Bianca Belair has to lose the title. Big E has to lose the title. Kofi Kingston has to get, he didn't have to get beaten however many seconds by Brock Lesnar. that way. But, but you know, like at a certain point, these things have to end. And it's, it's an, it's an interesting part of the storyline that worked for me. Mm-hmm. I think what made it work for me on my end anyway, was, the his Roman's immediate reaction, just sitting ringside in disbelief, right? And that I think will that just adds more juice to the storyline because if Solo ate the pin, like we also predicted, you know, then Roman can kind of keep carrying that. Oh, no one's ever, no one's pinned me exactly in X amount of days, 
Right. So and we've kind of seen that storyline before. And, and 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 to both of your points, right? Now that he's eaten a pin in in kind of lower stakes, right? Obviously you don't want to get pinned. That that's the whole, you know, no one wants to lose. But now that he's eaten a pin and he's kind of tasted his own blood in a way, mm-hmm. the paranoia level on his character is just going to shoot up. And and you know, things have slowly started to unravel, right? You know, you know the Usos are now out. I'm assuming Solo's going to be out at some point, and, and you know, at some point too, Paul Heyman's going to leave him. And the like, the slow unraveling, this peeling of the onion, if you will, has been it's it's cinema, man. I mean, I know people have kind of used that term really freely with this storyline, <laughs> but it's 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 as Cal would say, it's facts. It's it's a, well, you know, you know the, the, I mean? the biggest fact about that being cinema. You know why this? You know how I know this is working. Because if you go flip on the USA Network and look at what's going on in that main event, it's the splintering of Judgment Day. Like I'm, I was, I'm Brian Ishwater. Right. Thank you, Brian Ishwater, for even mentioning the idea of Finn winning the title with Damian Priest getting the briefcase. Because once you said that, that's all I've been thinking about, and <laughs> that that's literally the it's mm-hmm. the conversation since last week, but definitely since Saturday night and, and Monday night going in the, it's, it's just what's going to be happening. Damn. Right. Right. I, I also did love the moment at the, uh, it, you know, for those who caught it on camera when, with Jay pinning him, Roman mouthing or saying, you know, I love you. Uh, just yeah. a really, really cool moment for, for them because they, they know they're on a heater yes. uh, and they're all doing this together. So that that's, that's freaking mm-hmm. fantastic. Last one here. On High Spot Headlines, Dave Meltzer says people within WWE have said Gable Stevenson could be, quote, better than a lot of people originally thought, which is a great thing to talk about coming off of last night's NXT. And we'll get we'll get there a little bit later. But yeah, Cal, what do you think? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I mentioned Suplex City earlier, you know, just just seeing the clip on social media of Gabe and get working in NXT Underground, he's his movements are a lot more fluid than I thought they would be in the first couple of times seeing him on TV in the ring. So uh, I any this isn't a match. This isn't a bell to bell ropes up running the ropes style. But from what I've seen, I'm more impressed than what I thought he. I'm, I'm more impressed with where I thought he would have been starting out. Brian Chwaters, yes. were you impressed by uh, by Gable's appearance? last night yeah you know right now it's always when you think about who he's going to be compared to right it's Kurt right Kurt Angle was an anonymous and I think if we just allow people to have their own paths you it gives us an opportunity to just sit back and wait (laughs) you know so I'm very excited about what's coming you know it's it's obviously positive to hear that people think he could be a lot better than people think but just because it's like just because he doesn't come out of the gate storming doesn't mean he's not going to be great you know think about in sports all the time you have some players who might take them a while to find their footing you know they might have like you know be I mean one of my favorite players is Draymond Green right and thank you appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Uh, and you know he was on the bench but when he got that opportunity now look at him he's going to be a Hall of Famer whether people want to expect like it or not they don't win Absolutely. four championships without him so but if we would have said oh but Draymond you gotta be out there you gotta be the guy as soon as you 
uh, get to the NBA and had this high tra- trajectory for him right away, mm. you know, it could have been set up. We would have been disappointed. But looking at him now, you know, so that's the way I look at it with Gable Stevenson. Like, I just want to be patient. It's a wrestling's not hurting for people. Right. right. <laughs> so there's enough people, there's enough black stars, you know, would we like to see them higher? Absolutely. But his time is going to come and be impatient, slow build. It's going to be fine. Plus he's working well, with producer HBK. Do, do you guys think it was more so in terms of the people wondering if he was ever going to reach the potential that people had talked about? Do you think it was more about you know, so that WWE makes a big deal about signing him, right? He's mm-hmm. he's ringside at all these big events. The cameras, you know, pop. He's, he gets the graphic and the Chiron. And then, you know, he he then goes back to amateur wrestling, right? He, mm-hmm. he wants to prepare for the 2024 Olympics. And people are, I, I think it was more so, or this is at least what I felt. It wasn't necessarily, oh, is he going to be the big star? Is he going to be the next Kurt Angle or, or whatever? It was more, does this guy really want to do this? You know mm. what I mean? Because the dis- it, it felt like he was distracted in a way where he wasn't. It, it, it's not like the, the the Cavender twins, right? Where they're like, oh, they've moved to Florida to right. kind of pursue this thing, right? And I mean, you know, th- I, I think it was him with, with uh, Stevenson that you know they sent him a ring so that he could get get up yes. to par with mm-hmm. the training. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden he mm-hmm. wants to do these other things, which is totally fine. He's allowed to do other things, but. Do you do either of you feel that that's where some of this doubt started to creep into our minds that he was that dude um, I, where he was lying other things? Maybe for some. I mean, I think we we, we were. It's funny. We were during WrestleMania. Which shouts out to you know the superstore and having the ringer out there and doing pods mm-hmm. out there. You know, conversations that Dana Brooks having conversations Bianca Belair is having about the time where Bianca was working outside of the WWE towards some of these, you know, these, these other competitions and trying to be a WWE champion as well as work on a totally different, you know, devotion with a totally different skill set and, and and training and all that stuff. Like it's, it doesn't sound like it was easy to switch one on and off. So if, if Steveson's going to be trying for the, the Olympics next year, trying to get into that mode, I'm going to assume that he has to, t- not a full stop, but I think he would probably be taking more time off from pro wrestling, especially, you know, uh, being a full-time WWE person than uh, he may have, people may have thought of when he initially, because I feel his name's been ringing for a couple years now. He was signed a, right. a, a bit ago. Um, so it's, you hear that and then it's taken a while, but I, it, pandemic, I think he still in school. I think he had some like there were some other issues going on with him that I think they were uh, that that were getting taken care of legally. Um, and now we're at 2023, and it's like, well, I'm still down with WWE, but the Olympics are like tomorrow. So I, I don't know. Right. I think it may. I think it may just be timing, but I think that's why an appearance at NXT Underground with him going out there and wrecking shop on damn near everybody is important because when he's done or when you hear his name, it, you know, he makes it to the Olympics or whatever the case may be, the next time like, nah, that was a dude that I saw him suplex about eight different, nine different people, big dudes too. Like, you know, people are going to be ready Gave us a taste of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a nice little teaser. And the, just the hope is that after, you know, he gets all of this done, he can come back and be on that level or be at a higher level. 
Right. 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 What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, or Dip. But for today's edition of They Said What, we're going straight to the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline for a few (laughs) takes from some of our loyal listeners. Brian H. Waters, you let us know we've got a couple. So let us know who's calling in and then play that clip. All right, let's go to Sean first. What up, Wednesday Worldwide? It's your boy, Sean McDermott, a.k.a. I'm Bored Brother a.k.a. the face of the ILW pod, a.k.a. the tribal chief of the board line coming at you today to say that after money in the bank, the Usos have firmly planted their flag as the greatest tag team of all time. Just look at it. Eight-time tag champs, longest reign of any tag team champion, an integral part of the greatest storyline of all time. Without the Usos, there is no bloodline. And pinning Roman for the first time in almost 1,300 days. No one can hold a candle to their name or accomplishments. And that is not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Yeah. He came in with the Jericho list of facts about the greatness of the Usos, which... uh... I, I, I'm not saw, wrong. I saw no lies. There were no lies detected at all. I mean, it, and it's interesting because it's it's not just eight time champion. It's not just the rain. I mean, people are the impact of being integral parts. I'm stealing it right verbatim. Integral parts of mm-hmm. the bloodline storyline that that weighs a lot for people because that, it's not that that's been going on for three years. You know what I mean? So not I I totally. Totally understand. I, I would love. I, I want to know what more people's thoughts on the on the best tag team ever conversation is. But I, I feel like the last couple of years specifically have uh, solidified it for the Usos. For in a lot of people's minds, they don't see nobody else. The word that hit me hard during that that take was cemented themselves, right? Because I think yeah. we've been that conversation has been bubbling at the top for mm-hmm. the better part of you know two years now, and. My only my only question is, is are they like I think they're the greatest WWE tag team of all time. Mm-hmm. I think that has been cemented, right? In terms of greatest tag team ever, I think that's where people will chime in and and, and maybe have bigger disagreements, right? Like if, if you look beyond, like you know, there, there's obviously still the FTRs of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the young bucks, but Brian. In all of professional wrestling, in the history of professional wrestling, do you do you agree with Sean's take, or is it is it a WWE thing right now? Well, I've been saying this before the Bloodline story <laughs> Talk. that the Usos are the greatest tag team, and mm. I've been saying beyond WWE, um, tag team wrestling is tag team wrestling. Let's be real. Uh, you know, there's things you can 
do, you know, and they showed that they can work with anybody, with any style. Yeah. So it's not their fault. Some people don't want to come to the big leagues or can't make it to the big leagues. Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, you they'll put on and tell a story with the Young Bucks. Yep. It won't be a spot fest. Right. Uh, I always thought before the Usos, I was never on the Dudley Boys as the greatest tag Thank team. You. Or even, I was about to say the Legion of Doom, the Road oh, Warriors. Wow. I've been yeah. watching SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> um I was always the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm. I always thought the Steiner mm. brothers had a good mix of power and agility. Yeah. Um, the Hart Foundation used to be my favorite tag team for the same That's reason. Nice. But I think you get that with the Usos, you know. We look at them because of their size, but when they got to get powerful, they can get powerful. And they just beat the greatest of our generation. Yeah. So that adds to the cement of their legacy. So... Um, I'm with it. I would love to see. Of course, there's some dream matches out there. Gorillas of Destiny, the Young Bucks, uh, uh, this version of FTR. Um, right. But I'm still going ride with the Usos till the wheels fall off. It was weird rooting against them last week. It, it was times where they would go for their spots, and I'm just so used to it. And I was like, I had to think to myself, I'm like, no. when's the last time I ever rooted against them? Like, I was always with them with a the minute. New Day. So yeah, yeah it, it may be when they first came and attacked the Heart Foundation. Oh, wow. Um, That was probably the last time I rooted against them. Damn. I was, wow. What a, what it, a, the, the, what a time. That's, that's a hell of a ride for, for Brian H. Waters. I mean... The the kind of full circle moment for Jay too to be he was the first one to ever pin Roman right mm-hmm. you know back during the Shield days and then for him to be the first one to pin him after what is it uh, what is uh, thirteen hundred Sean say thirteen hundred days, 1300 days? Yeah. that is that is nuts everybody for, had that photo all over yes. the internet it was like oh. everybody was waiting you couldn't even avoid it I was like I'm getting off of Instagram no but and it, it was it was too it was Jimmy in the corner. Just like yeah, letting yeah. him do it, yeah. You know what I mean. Just he and he, Jimmy. Jimmy also, you know. I, I don't. I want him to get his flowers too because he's mm-hmm. he's been a big part of this. And, and obviously, it's main event Jay all day. I get it, but Jimmy helping tell the story as well has been almost underrated to a point. In which again, need, yeah. let, let me adds to this whole whole thing of them being like an, an amazing and elite tag team let, and the let, best of all time. So. Let me ask a question though. Okay, please. Mm-hmm. Because you know the the I, I would assume for many people that if let's say let's say fantasy booking per, perfect scenario going on right now, Jey Uso is the one facing Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Jey Uso wins, and I'm going to assume for a lot of people that's going to be like another thing that again further cements the Usos as that team now. Mm-hmm. the other team that's right there, the team that the Usos had to surpass to get to the top and cement that was the New Day. And the New Day yeah. not only has Kofi with a historic title win, but we were just talking about Big E cashing in to win his title a couple of years ago. How much weight do you put? Like, like, how far are the Usos, if we're talking strictly WWE tag teams, how far are the Usos away from the New Day? Because Jay, they don't have any world titles yet. And if, if Jay can't beat Roman for the title, I that you got to have that conversation. Mm, that's a great point. There you wow. go, in the kitchen again, cooking. That's, that was <laughs> Just... the, when, when, it's the only thing I, th- I think about is, is because you... you 
when we were have the last time we had this conversation, somebody else brought up the new Dan. You have to really think that when they remember there was that one match that they had, and mm-hmm. they were. It, it, I want to say it was Xavier. He was like, "It's our record that you guys had to beat. We had to put in the work before you guys mm-hmm. could even surpass something." So you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of weight in saying if the Usos are number one. Is the is the new day two? Are they one B? Are they one? Are they both sharing? Like what? What's? It's tough for me. Man, man, you really, you really just messed up my day, man. Now I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do some some deep thought. Well, because I was, advanced stats on this. Because I was well. Because the other thing is, and I mean, I know, I know what you said, Brian H. Waters, but you know, a lot of people are gonna knock the fact that the Usos have been doing all of this in one federation, you know, like, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that that's discounting them, but when F, when they're going to say, well, FTR was holding X amount of titles and going all over while the Usos, but the FT, like you, you could hold up and see the pros and cons on each side, but that's going to be the one conversation is who are those other teams, especially right now that the Usos may need to battle against to, to really be solidifying themselves in that spot. I got no answers. Right, right, right. I think I think we got another one, another another take on the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline. Hollywood, go ahead. (laughs) It's good. Hey guys, I'm actually leaving a. They said what for you guys? It was going to be all three of you, but Brian H. Waters gets a pass. This was for your Money in the Bank draft. Brian gets a pass because he picked the right worst cashing ever. Baron Corbin. Well, you guys totally missed the mark on uh, who would have been the best one for the future. That's Dominic Mysterio. Imagine him with that briefcase. Not only hiding behind Mommy, but hiding behind the briefcase, too. And then he has a whole faction that he could use to beat down the champion. He'd get easy cash in and get booed out of the building. Man, you missed the mark with that one. And the other one I have for you is the best cash ever. No one picked Edge, the original. Edge cashing in at uh, New Year's Revolution? Come on, you guys. That We didn't even know what a Money in the Bank cash-in would look like at that point. We'd never seen one. We didn't really know that you could just cash in at the end of a brutal match like that. That one was crazy. So I'm they said what in you guys. You guys can they said what me right back. Love the show. Take care, guys. Oh. Oh. I. I... Man. So... <laughs> Can I be the first to respond here? Ben, so I, I said this in. on the show. I, I said this on the show during the draft for specifically the future future pick. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I went with Montez. Yes. And I don't regret mm-hmm. that pick. But I wrestled with that pick. And it was a 1-1-A situation. Mm-hmm. It was between Tez and Dom. And ultimately, I went with, with Tez just because I think his... Right now, buying him as a champion, like I could do that. I could do that tomorrow. Right. I could do that today. I right. did it yesterday. Right. But you know, and and Dom, as as oh, as everyone knows, we love Dom on this show. Uh, Dirty Dom, <laughs> as he will apparently be forever be known moving forward mm-hmm. here. I don't know if I see him as champ just yet. Even even one of those shit eating grin champions, right? Like I don't mm. know if he's there yet. So like that's what ultimately was the separator for me to pick Montez. Now, mm-hmm. I will say, I should have picked Edge because I had you guys with you guys picked your best cash ins first, so mm-hmm. that that took away all of your picks, and I had the last pick 
for that. I, I I'm just a big fan of the Dolph cash in, and ultimately he he's right. I should have went with the Edge one. I I'll take that L. So that that's just where where I stand. Cal, you, you need to respond to this now because you were uh, you were also called out. Brian H. Waters got the pass. While not wrong, I think my issue is. See, when there's th- when you're doing a draft and there's three people, I'm not making excuses at all, but you kind of like, you, I, I don't know about anybody else. I didn't have one pick for each one. I had multiples. And part of it's because if Brian H. Waters or Ben says somebody that I'm going to say, I need someone in reserve. So, of course, Edge's money in the bank briefcase defining cash in should be at the top. My thought is one of my esteemed colleagues may say his name. (laughs) And you know what? Sometimes I like highlighting things that are different than what other people would highlight. So I'm not going to, I don't want to immediately say edge edge is, you know, a a very strong, I don't want to say safe, but like, you know, it is, it's, it's the answer. And I, I, I figured we'd want to engage a little more and bring up some things that, that spice it up. And, and, And I will mm-hmm. say this, I, I I was I initially I may have agreed with both of those points, but the fact that the WWE chose Damian Priest as the one to hold the briefcase right now kind of negates the Dominic Mysterio stuff. I don't I'm not saying he may not win the title soon, but I think right now a briefcase as the 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 lowest member on the totem pole in the judgment day standing next to mommy, that feels like a lot for him to be trying to accomplish at one time. He's Brian Ishwater said it best. Those booze is raining down in in, in Baltimore <laughs> on Monday night. Dominic Mysterio is good on being a face. The the man to win the briefcase and then win the title, it, that could be part of it. But I think he may be fine. He may be fine without it. That's why I didn't pick. Right. You know, I want to say one thing. He said that uh, the best cash in. So I did a little digging. Um, my mental, I already knew what was the first ladder match in WWE history. And as much as people listening right now may think it was Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania <laughs> 10. Talk about it. Wrong. <laughs> Out of 74 ladder matches, mm-hmm. right? The very first one, because in his book, he told Vince McMahon that if he was going to do this, the first one had to be with him. And it took place in 1992 between Bret the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. I said that to say, that order match with Razor is not the greatest ladder match. Just because it's the first doesn't mean it's the greatest. You know? So I will stand by my pick of Seth Rollins <laughs> being the greatest cash-in. But I could also, like, if it's 1A and it's 1B, I would go with Dolph Ziggler. Right. You know, I think about those pops. Edges was great. It was phenomenal. It made, it led him to his character. Mm-hmm. You know, the ultimate opportunity. He would run with that and make lots of money. But when it comes to the greatest caches, we're not wrong. Right. But uh, right. <laughs> but I understand. It, it, you know, shout out to Julian uh, for chiming in. Uh, definitely, we, you know, we obviously appreciate all the listens. All of but, it. But, you know, a, we knew... That was a good rebuttal. That was a good rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we all held our own. Shout out to Julian, though. He, you know, keep calling us out. Whatever, if we If we say something... <laughs> You don't agree with? I love Please. It. You know, they they said what us. Facts. You know, we, we, we do a lot of they said what ting. 
But mm-hmm. if you want to, they said what us, you know, we, we, go ahead and do that. We, 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 gloves are off. I ain't, I, we ain't got no, no, no safety vest. Did I, nothing, I might have... I might have opened Pandora's box here. Hey, but, no, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as long as as long as we can have a healthy discourse, because once it turns into something mm-hmm. else, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're not trying to bother with that. But yeah, I love I love the back and forth with uh, everybody. Now, now when out. I blow up y'all the group chat, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god, can't yeah. wait, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian's not even gonna add context anymore. He's like, he's just gonna say, Damn, "Look what you did." Look at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Gina took off the nails, the, uh, <laughs> the fresh prints? Yeah, yeah, I'm with oh, it. Oh man, I'm with all of it. oh man. A big shout out to everyone who's left us a voicemail uh, on the on the Wednesday worldwide hotline. Keep. Dropping them in now that I've opened it, I've opened up the floodgates. Uh, that even more, uh, it, it, it might get it might get dirty, dumb, but you know, we, we'll be we'll be fine. We can't get to all of them all the time, but we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, I, I think we gotta take a quick break because we just got they said what, so I need to catch my breath. So we'll be right back after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back. Uh, This weekend, we have the NBA Summer League debut of the most highly anticipated NBA prospect since LeBron James in the seven foot five inch phenom, Victor Wembanyama. And w- with all of the Wemby mania, I guess <laughs> you could say, that's about to descend upon Vegas this weekend, it got me thinking because uh, I was actually in Vegas this past weekend too. So, Help, help my soul. Uh, who, who is professional wrestling's Victor Wembenyama? Like, who is the wrestler in any promotion? In any promotion that is sit that could that is seen as the next face of the industry for the foreseeable future, or could be seen as the face of the industry for the foreseeable future. So I realize again, I'm potentially setting us up to be they said we what it, they said for the what next again. decade. Yeah, yeah, by everyone, but uh. Again, I, I was I was in Vegas this past weekend. I was watching Money in the Bank. No way to be back in a few days to to see this dude play. And I couldn't help but picture this, the, you know, the Venn diagram of my two loves in life just coming together again and see where they where they may overlap. So with that, Brian Hollywood Waters, I start with you. <laughs> Who is professional wrestling's Victor Wembanyama? Man, this was fun, and I, I played around with my answers. I'm going with somebody I'm very fond of, somebody who's 
I'm looking at to be the face of professional wrestling at one point. Somebody who will have a main event slot in the future for a big match. And that is the one and only Roxanne Perez. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm going with Roxanne Perez. I, I like Roxanne a lot. I think that she's proven at a young age that she can handle the adversity of that comes with being a pro wrestler and a pro wrestler superstar. Mm-hmm. She carries herself well, um, you know, just as a champion. Uh, losing the championship and kind of going back up that ladder. You know, she's putting on good matches, but she's cutting believable promos. And I think there's a lot of development that we'll see with her when she eventually possibly make a heel turn. But if she didn't, if there had to be, dare say, a Ricky Steamboat of today's generation, Mm -hmm. I could see it being her. Interesting. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Roxanne is a she's a future star for sure. I, I wasn't necessarily there with her when she first kind of came on the scene uh, in WWE, but I've really come around like mm-hmm. hard on that. Like she's she's just really really good, and you she, you could see her leading that women's division for for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. All right, Cal, I see I see the thoughts percolating. Oh yeah, yeah. Who do you got? Well, the, who is who is professional wrestling's Victor Wimbanyama? The, the irony of your statement once I get to where I'm going. Okay, so I, I, there's there's this YouTuber that I watch. I had to look up his channel. It's called Super Eye Patch Wolf. It sounds weird. He did, I, I, he does like <laughs> video gaming content, but he does wrestling content too. And he did a video. It's like an hour and a half long, something like that. It's called the unreality of wrestling. And if if you're a Roman Reigns fan, watch the video. It's 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 a look at Roman going from you know an upstart at NXT through the mm-hmm. Shield, through being like you know a successful failure to then getting to the bloodline and where he's at now. And I was looking at that and I was thinking about my own thoughts about how I was not a Roman Reigns fan at all. And then I slowly became one while seeing him like go through the process of becoming who he is now. And when Ben mentions people that he didn't like initially and now he's rocking with, Braun Breaker is a guy who going through the NXT process, I think has been super beneficial for him because if if in the NXT of old he may have got bumped up to the main roster as just the dude that was calmly having dinner with his opponent before they would have the wrestling match mm-hmm. this this feud with Carmelo Hayes and what he's been able to experiment on as a heel has shown that and he may not be there yet but he's a lot closer than some people would have been five, 10 years ago, going from NXT to the WWE, like a Roman Reigns, you know, and and don't get it twisted. Braun still not had the, the packed house screaming at him for saying suffering suck attached. Like he, he hasn't gotten there yet, but I think because of the way they've been able to develop them when they're ready to push that button, because he looks like, he looks like the next Roman Reigns. He like if if you want to look at the lineage of WWE champions and go from Cena to Roman, that next face could very well be Braun Breaker. At least when I saw him and when I see him in the ring, get that man tweaked on the on the on the character and promo and personality side, and that's a that's another 
I'm not going to say two, three year champion, but he could hold that title for as long as he wanted to. If there was that bit with his father that came out recently and uh, Braun didn't like shit on his dad, but he was also very much like, yeah, I don't rock the way he said. He separated himself in a nice way. He was really, really professional in the way that he said, what the views of my father do not reflect on Braun Breaker. And you could just (laughs) see like, I don't, I'm starting to see like them chisel him into the 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 professional the 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 WWE superstar that they like seeing carrying that championship. That's a great pick. Both of you guys with great picks. Roxanne at age 21 makes sense. Braun age 25. Uh, future definitely future faces of the company. I uh, Braun was on my list. Ultimately, I didn't go with him. Because I felt like one of you would take him, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad I was see right. see those conversations now. We have in our- I know. See, it's, it, we didn't even talk about it. We, we didn't, didn't talk about our list before it's, the show. It's in our brain. We just said pick bring bring some to the table. I'm I'm going with somebody who might be a controversial pick, and I'm 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 bracing for impact on this, both from you, you guys, and from the listeners. My pick. Is Logan Paul now? <laughs> let me let me <laughs> no, keep going. Let me keep going. Let me say what. So he's he's obviously still new, mm-hmm. right? He's still new in this world of professional wrestling, and a lot of what we say about Logan sometimes translates to what we say about Wembenyama. Like mm. it do, for Logan Paul, right? Let's let's just let's just focus in on him. It doesn't make sense that he's this good, right? It doesn't, right? <laughs> we well, we we can talk about the botch all we want at Money in the Bank, whatever. Up until then, dude's just been kind of money, right? And and look, he's had a lot of practice. WWE has has done a good job of making sure he won't or that he doesn't fail as much, yeah. right? And the NBA is kind of doing the same thing with Wembenyama, right? You you he's going to the Spurs, right? You you think that they, you know, you know what talk about frozen envelope and all this other shit, but they made sure he went to a right situation to succeed, right? Okay. Yeah, you know, there was. If he went to Charlotte, my God, uh, the, the league might be in some trouble. Is that AEW? But, Did you just call AEW Charlotte Horn? So I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. That, don't do that. <laughs> I already, I already have the target on my back. If you're picking just Logan kidding. Paul for this, these but, are all just jokes. But it it doesn't make sense that Logan Paul is this good this early. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense a lot of things that Victor Wembanyama can do on the basketball court. Mm. All right, as a seven foot five dude who has handle, can shoot, block shots, one legged threes, like it's all this shit that doesn't make sense. Right. And with Logan Paul, I'm sorry, it doesn't make sense that he's this good. It's a freak, like that that he's he's a freak in that way, yeah, right? Like we with mm-hmm. with Victor, we talk about how he's a freak and he's the future face of you know the NBA, mm-hmm. the, you know the best prospects since LeBron, and look it. Logan Paul may not end up doing this full time ever. Right. I'm saying if he did. If he wanted to. He could. And look, as someone who's been a uh on that side of the coin of, you know, almost anti-part-timers, like and he's 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 in that camp right now. Right. I'm saying, man, when I looked at it, when I was kind of looking at the list of like in terms of the ceiling. Right, and that's that's ultimately what, what was my deciding factor. Victor Wembanyama's ceiling is ridiculous, right? Because no one's ever seen what he could do. Right. Logan Paul's ceiling is kind of ridiculous if he's given the opportunity. 
that's that's I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm, um, I, but I think we all we all got three three good picks. I hate Logan Paul, but I I also hate that you're right. It just really depends on if WWE wants to go that route because they you that's a, that's like a specific decision to say the social media podcaster guy is going to be the world champion. You know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, and, and before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about one more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? <laughs> that 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 stunner that Kalani Jordan won that match with. That's one of the the, the best clips I saw all week. <laughs> there we go, Brian. What do you have from NXT? NXT Underground. I thought it was better than Raw Underground. I ain't hate Raw Underground necessarily, but I like NXT. Mm-hmm. The the ring with no ropes kind of scares me. You just assume someone's <laughs> gonna fall out. But, but there was a suplex spot out of the ring, right? Like that, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Gable Stevenson, man. He's uh <laughs> he, a sh- he showed me some stuff last night. Even the the moveset alone, the suplexes mm-hmm. were great. Mm-hmm. But even that, uh, like his facial expressions and the way he moves around the ring, uh, mm-hmm. even again, it was it was a very small sample size, but right. you kind of saw what WWE now sees in him. So that was a uh, that was dope to see. And again, I actually, Brian, I agree. I like I like NXT Underground. I don't know. I'm yeah. kind of excited to see to see where this goes. Uh, looking Dang. at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Brian? What do you got? Um, <laughs> oh, big exhale. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, though, it's the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. Uh, well, I should say Kenny Omega and Will Judah, Judah just to see that story keep going. Yeah. Damn. It's going to be good. Cal, what do you have? Uh, this is Slim Pickens this week. I'm I'm going to go <laughs> because John Moxley couldn't be there. I'm going to go whatever John Moxley's going to say. Um, and hopefully he's got a bandage on the top of his head. Or he just left it in. Or he just he, he shows still up. got the skewer sticking out his head. That'd be dope. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be that that's long term storytelling. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but you mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm I've got I've got MJF and Adam Cole teaming up. Mm. Uh the, the the social media clip of MJF calling Cole while streaming video games was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So I'm looking forward to see how how that mismatched team ends up working out. Happy birthday to Adam Cole. Happy By the birthday, way, I saw that Cole. today is his birthday. Baby. And guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Pete on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle of course Wednesdays if you're not already be sure to follow us subscribe and hit us with those five star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed Cal Brian tell the people where they can find you on the socials I'm at Cal I'm at Cal on Twitter until I'm not you should probably follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Cal Dub on Instagram uh, Brian H. Walden be a lot of places uh, Brian where you be at <laughs> um, Instagram Twitter TikTok spill for now. Let's see how long this lasts. Uh, but yeah, and then of course, Ring of Wrestling on TikTok and on Twitter. There you go. Uh, at Cruise Control, Control Decay for me on 
Twitter again for as, as little time as there probably is left, and then Instagram as well. I'm on Blue Sky too. If anyone is on there, I got them invites. I'm. I, I'm, I'm waiting for more. Yeah, I'm passing them on to you guys. Uh, but I think I'm at Cruise Control on there as well. Control with the K. But, but at Ring of Wrestling. Twitter, while we still have it. And TikTok. Uh, it's, it's, it's doing well. We're doing some stuff over there. So go, go check us out. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.